You're about to hear my conversation with Ian Landsman, where we do a deep dive into the Laravel ecosystem. Let's get into it. Hey, here's my real-time-ish update for you, and I'm recording this one on May 6th, 2024. First, I just want to say that once and for all, the name of this podcast, I'm sticking with the name Open Threads. <laughs> you may have noticed I had briefly renamed it there uh, in early 2024. I was using the name Full Stack Founder. Well, long story short, I'm sunsetting that brand name and that website. It was a short-lived project that just didn't quite stick. So this podcast is back to its original name, Open Threads, from here on out. Okay, so uh, my... So as for my update, uh, you know, my main focus now continues to be instrumental products. That is my product studio where I partner with clients mainly on UI and UX work. And uh, I specialize in designing modern interfaces for SaaS companies. And I deliver my designs in the form of coded HTML and Tailwind CSS templates and components. So that's the uh, the main um, service that I've been working with a couple of clients lately on, and uh, it's something that I continue to uh, to really double down on the rest of this year. Other than that, I'm spending the rest of my time building out some new software products of my own to uh, to add to my small portfolio. My main SaaS product, Clarity Flow, continues to run smoothly uh, with my small team, and we're always working on some imp improvements there. So that's my update for now. On to the show. So in just a second, I'm going to roll my interview once again with my friend Ian Landsman. He's back on the show today. We recorded this conversation on November 3rd, 2023. And on this one, we do a deep dive into the Laravel ecosystem. Here it is. Here's that conversation with Ian. Enjoy. So Ian Landsman, we're, we're back. We're, uh, we're talking products as always. We're talking software businesses. And you have been ingrained in Laravel since the birth of, of Laravel, as I understand it. So I thought we'd talk a bit about the Laravel ecosystem in, in general. Um, yeah. As you know, I'm a, I'm a Rails guy. I've been, I've been building in Ruby on Rails and, and all of my recent SaaS product. For me, that was just, and I actually, mm -hmm. I remember back in 2018, I, that was the year that I like dedicated the whole year to upgrading my skills to be full stack of something to, and, and I started I the that. year by doing like a course on Laravel and a course on Rails. And at the end of the, I, I think mm -hmm. I did some Laracasts. And at the end of that, I was like, okay, I get it. I could follow the, the tutorials, but I still had a hard time going from that to like taking my own idea and building it. And then, and, and I think a lot of that right. was just PHP and it wasn't so much Laravel itself. It was just the style of PHP mm -hmm. that, that I still had a hard time with back then. Then I did the same thing with Ruby, which was totally new to me at the time and rails. And I did a quick, like two week course. And then after that, I was able to, to build a simple idea. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm actually faster and more efficient. And that's, that's all I need to know. I'm good to go. Then I, then I'll spend the rest of the year. Right. Uh, getting into rails. And then I've been into it for the last what, six, seven years now. So yep. that, and, and I've been 
but now you know what? Now I'm at a point. I'll be honest here. Then you you saw me get a little bit into into Alpine lately. So I'm at a point now where so like my my product Clarity Flow is currently on Rails six. So we we have not upgraded to Rails seven, mm-hmm. which has been out for for quite a while now. Um, and that's just because I haven't had time or bandwidth to care about upgrading. And we, we haven't felt a need to upgrade right. and it would just cause more issues for us than like, why spend time on that? Um, mm. but it also meant like, I, I haven't spent much time learning ab- about, I see it from afar, some of the new stuff on rail seven, but I don't, I don't have any projects to try it out on and I don't have a need to really get, go deep on it. But then more recently we did a redesign of the clarity, clarity flow marketing site, which is on Statomic CMS which is basically built on Laravel and it's hosted on Laravel Forge right. and Jason Beggs did, did the whole front end build out. And so I learned a, a ton from, from him and how he built stuff and, you know, used mm. like Alpine JS. And so, so then the other day I was building something new on the marketing site. I was getting in there with the Alpine JS. I'm like, oh, this is pretty sweet. This is yeah, Alpine's I, nice. And I, and I loved using, I'm just going to keep rambling about random yeah. stuff here, I love but it. I, 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 I've been such a huge user of stimulus JS for, mm. for basically all the, it's like just simple enough, vanilla, vanilla JavaScript. It's, it's, it's in the markup. It's like, and, and I'm a big tailwind guy. So that's been great. But then when I got my hands on Alpine JS, it was like even simpler. And I was like, right. oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that, that gets me thinking that I, I don't have any current or, you know, upcoming new software projects going on. But I feel like next time I do, I would explore building it in, in Laravel. If, if nothing else, just to, just to see what's over there on the other side of the fence. Right. You yeah. Know? Cause I, it, I, I don't know if it's just cause I follow like you and a bunch of other Laravel folks <laughs> and, right. and I, we're and I see all, all, all this like stuff that's, that's kind of floating around. I, I'm kind of wondering like, cause I, I've always seen it like at a high level. Rails and Laravel, like those right. are the two, I, like, obviously there's, there's like react and all, all this new stuff, but like in terms of like classic MVC frameworks and really mature frameworks to build a SaaS application. Yeah. Um, I know that you can do a lot with like, you know, single page applications and stuff like that. But like, if you want to go more of the classic route, but still stay modern, it's, it still sort of comes down to. Laravel and, and Rails. And, and I guess the reality is like more people are, are going Laravel these days. Um, I think so. Yeah. So how do you think about like the state of both of those worlds? I know you're not really in the Rails world, but like is, is Laravel in some ways like far ahead of Rails or better in some key ways or, or, or in my view, as I, as at a, at a very surface level understanding, it's like, they're more or less the same. They're just kind of two different flavors of, of the same thing. They, they, the, the, the framework is sort of structured the same way. The, the front end tooling can be mixed and matched, but I don't know what, what, what are you seeing out there in terms of like the, tooling? yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm not up on the absolute latest, greatest of rails. So it could be, I'm about to blaspheme all over it, I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, maybe I'm totally wrong on certain things to me is that I think there's a couple of things. I think there's. PHP being the foundation, which PHP always gets like people get frumpy about it, but it is obviously like been around forever and they've actually been doing so much work on that lately. There's tons, like now there's a new release every year with a bunch of changes and enhancements and everything. 
And PHP is still so easy to deploy. See, to me, this is like a huge thing is like being built on PHP means that it's just so much easier to deploy anywhere so easily um, and with good performance. And Sarah, it's like a huge advantage, um, I think. And so you have that easier deployment story, just the foundation and then Laravel itself. So it's certainly like, if you have a huge team, I think then it's a little different. It's like, whatever, you, I would still use Laravel, uh, but whatever, maybe you're gonna use Ruby, people who know Ruby and what and Rails and all that stuff. And it's even less of an issue. You can have people, people dedicated to more niche areas of the project, right? And, and so- And that was also that kind of another stuff. big consideration for me early on. Well, that that's why I was like immediately, like I wanna use either Rails or Laravel not one of the newest, coolest like frameworks. Like to go or- Yeah, no, and, and a part of it was like, I, I want something that's like mature and, and, and is several versions in, and there's a big community to learn from, but also a huge community of developers that I could work with. Right. Uh, like yeah. a huge pool for, for hiring. And I think that's yeah. it's probably the case in both worlds, but I'm curious to what you think. And I mean, you run Lara Jobs, right? Like, right. is is the hiring pool, is the, is the high, is the economy for Laravel devs more abundant than do you think like rails? Uh, I, I haven't looked at it in that way in terms of where there's more, but I would say there's absolutely plenty of Laravel developers at this point. Yeah. Um, and then the whole game, cause it's like fully fleshed out now from your like super ultra high end top dollar geniuses. Right. Mm -hmm. And they use Laravel all the way down to like, uh, you know, your free website, I'll help you for $10 an hour. If you want to jump on a video call and, you know, work through something or send right. me something and I'll do it. Right. Like, so the whole thing and everything in between, there's plenty of Laravel developers now. So definitely you're not gonna have any trouble hiring. I mean, people get hundreds and hundreds of applications when they put, you know, jobs up on their jobs. So, uh, yeah, plenty of devs out there. Um, and to me, I think the, there's a lot of subtleties here, right? So definitely like, okay, MVC and whatever, you can make websites and apps and all that stuff. Yes, like pretty similar on like the big picture. But then you get down to things like, like what you just said is a great example. Again, maybe there's something in Rails that I just don't know about, but you have your app on six. It's kind of a project to move it to seven. Um, and so you haven't done it. Yeah, right? so like upgrading in Laravel is upgrading. Smoother. Upgrading in Laravel is just easier. Yeah. First, let's just start there. Like if you just go through, they always have really great docs on how to do it. You go right through, you can do it. But there's also a site called Laravel Shift, which will, you just connect it to your GitHub repo and it will update it for you. Hmm. And it's extremely reliable. Like it just it works. It goes through, it just works. And it updates your whole app, makes all the changes it needs to. It puts in like pull requests for everything so you can review it. Um, I think it does have a, if it's something it can't, it will also let you know about that. But I think that's pretty rare at this point. Um, so yeah, so like, there you go, get it, run your tests, be done in an afternoon and you're on seven, uh, you know, in that case, or Laravel 10 in this cover. Um, so the, like the, the ecosystem has got so powerful and amazing. Like you're yeah. getting so much more. Uh, so Laravel itself is like fully realized now at this point to me, like, I mean, there's just anything you need. Yeah. It's there, right? And then um, the package ecosystem is humongous and has all this other stuff that's fantastic. Uh, you have these other. Hey, real quick. This podcast is sponsored by Instrumental Products. 
That's my product studio, where I and my small crew, we take new product ideas from concept to launched. I'm a full stack product designer and developer, and I love collaborating with fellow founders, creators, and SaaS companies to bring that spark of energy into new product ideas. Think of instrumental products as your shortcut to shipping that next idea and getting it into the hands of your customers as efficiently as possible. Got something to ship? Let's talk. Visit instrumentalproducts.com to learn more. Sites that are great, Livewire, which is kind of what you were saying with in terms of like stimulus and you know, a modern SPA experience is what people are generally shooting for. Now, I mean, right? I, like, I see so much about Livewire and I'm, I'm not fully up on it at this point. I, I feel like that's yeah, something that I would, get, I would get into really great. But it, um, so is that yeah. like basically like stimulus and is that, is that like the, the thing that's like similar to like turbo in, in rail seven, like, um, so rail, I mean, pretty sure like, doesn't like have anything like live wire. Yeah. It's like, it's part of that. Partially that it does some stuff like hot wire and whatever that turbo links and hot wire and all that stuff. It does some stuff like that where, um, you can have links that it hot, like mm -hmm. without, we like, re, re, uh, without re-rendering the whole page, but it does way, way more than that. Um, it just lets you pee, but have it, it handles the JavaScript end of it. And you can get down into the JavaScript too, but you don't have to, it's all, it basically generates the Alpine that you would need to do certain oh, tasks and it handles the back and forth communication with the server and the client Yeah, uh, without any extra server stuff. So there's no, like you have to install some weirdo server thing to make this work. No, nothing to install, uh, other than live by yourself. And like you, so you can make a button. And you just say like wire click and you tell it to like increment. See, this is the kind of stuff I love because like, I, I'm always so fascinated and, and obsessed with development tooling that helps me build and ship faster, but, yeah. but not at the cost of designing it for me. You know, this, right. this was, to me, this was like the big downfall of like WordPress. It, it, not that it, right. not that it has down. Sure. like it's, it's massive but for you but for, for you, me that, this yeah. is why i right. i've abandoned it at this point is because yeah there's so such a huge emphasis on like themes like like right. oh like this cms or this this website builder interface is gonna yeah. like like one click design me up a website or design me up an interface or anything. but then there's always a thousand things that i want to customize so it's just yeah. always easier for me to pick the theme apart and redesigned it myself and then i'm like well now i got all this bloat and i just should have designed right. it myself all kinds of other weird stuff in there yeah. yeah um yeah but like yeah like that but when you get into things like like with alpine and i guess with, with like livewire um and what i like about like stimulus and stuff is that like it, the most common interfaces and widgets and modules like the the wiring up the, the plumbing is just kind of magically like pops into place, but then I can design the interaction. I can design the the style. I can, I can put it yep. together myself, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it so just get, what this gets is. me there faster, you know? It just gets you there faster. It's like, you don't have to build a bunch of like complicated, it, you know, it's eliminating work on both ends live wire. Cause it's like, it does a lot of the JavaScript -y stuff for you, but, and you, but you still have full control and you can still have events and all kinds of other stuff on the JavaScript end. Um, but you have complete control of the design and all that. And then it's also eliminating a bunch of stuff on the server end because you don't need to like define 
an API or anything like that. Like you literally just have this component. It knows about APIs and all that. It knows about handling the communication. Uh, and you just do your thing. Like, okay, I have a variable and, or I have a property. It's like a live wire class with a property and it's just incrementing, let's say. And then my code just can react to that or can save it to a database or whatever I have to do. I just stay in the PHP and do those things, but there's no JavaScript end to that. Like yeah. in terms of what you have to do, like you just say, every time this button's clicked, call the increment function on the server yeah. and it just does that. I, and it can pass form values and whatever. There's a lot of, to it. It's, it's a little bit steeper learning curve than like regular Laravel. Like it, you know, works with with Laravel. Yeah, like like course, if but, if um, you're if you're well versed you know, in Laravel, it's, more, it's like this is like a next step to just make your make your life step, like yeah. way more efficient. You know, right? And then there is a bunch of stuff that they've been working on lately too to make it. You know, really, I think in a, most modern applications, you would want to build it with Livewire. So you'd want to have like Laravel Livewire if you're building like a full featured application. That's what you'd want as your default stack. I, I, I feel like say, it's a race toward like eliminating steps in the developer's process. And like one, one thing that like I just had my first experience building with Alpine JS, like last week I was building something new. Right. And my, my big like aha moment on there, cause I'm, I'm thinking of it in terms of like, how does this compare to stimulus JS, which I use every day mm -hmm. on, on everything else. And the big thing that it eliminated for me was like the, the need to even write a controller. Like stimulus right. has this like JavaScript yep. controller to, to, to define all the different actions that you can then yep. call in the markup and Alpine. Yeah. It's just, just, just write the markup and it'll interact. Like you don't need to have all these other files to manage, you know? Exactly. So that's like with, with Livewire, um, you know, so you don't, but the one way you can do it and the way I tend to do it is that you can make a Livewire component, which is just like a PHP class and you could connect that to Laravel so that it's a full page component. And so like now you don't even have a controller, no Laravel controller either, no server controller. Yeah. Um, you just say this route, you know, select tickets or whatever, goes to the ticket index Livewire component. Livewire is now fully managing that whole routing and connection and everything like that. And in your, you know, ticket index component is like whatever data you need and your database calls and whatever. But it's like, yes, now we've eliminated the server controller. We've eliminated the, JavaScript controller, which I don't like that part of stimulus at all. That part was like, oh, I don't like yeah. that. Um, and you can just be fully in business logic land. Yeah. Like I don't have to be in all the structure of everything land. I can just be like, okay, this is a page that shows a list of tickets. What do I need here? What do I want to do here? What, you know, what kind of logic do I need? What do I want to show? Like whatever. I could be focused on the business aspect instead of like, just mindlessly making controllers and all the stuff that's the glue parts that are annoying and repetitive and all those things. What do you think? I mean, this gets much higher level than, uh, than just Laravel, but it, the, if you're a newer developer, if you're a more junior developer, you're entering the, the workforce or you're just learning to, to build stuff uh, for the first time, do you think that there is any sort of like risk or like all these tools are make it so much more efficient to build stuff you know right and like i thought this like just with tailwind but now we're seeing it with php and javascript and and, and all these all these tooling whereas like I, I mean tailwind has like changed my life as a as a front-end designer right. yeah but i i only experienced that because i used to write a ton of css going back to the right. days of making you making ie6 right? work you know like 
I, I mean, yeah. if a new developer in the first thing that they're learning is Tailwind or the first thing that they're being exposed to is something like Livewire and they, and they never really learned what, what, what's, what's the magic doing under the hood. Do, do you think there's an implication right. to that? Like, mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think it's one of these things where it's like, it's, you, it's trying to find the balance too. There's so many things to balance, right? Cause there's like apps that don't matter all the way on the scale to apps that are super critical. They're launching nuclear missiles, right? Or whatever. Like, so you have the, the what is this app even doing? Yeah. And then you have, and of the, course, like, like AI writing the whole parts of AI is writing parts of it for you and stuff like that. And this is, and I don't like to be, you know, you're like the JavaScript community kind of getting real far into complexity at one point, right? It's like, well, you have to, you can't just know JavaScript plus React. You have to like know, know JavaScript and React and TypeScript. Yeah. And Next.js is a framework to put some of that together. And then like, so like there you're front on the fourth five technologies just, it, just it, in the JavaScript. Just front end, of control. Right? It, so it like, drives me up the wall. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, are most apps, does that make, maybe there are some apps that that makes sense, right? Fine. But I can't imagine for the vast majority of apps that knowing those four technologies or five technologies just to do the JavaScript on the front end to like make your button increment a counter on the server. Like I can't, it's, I can't imagine that's the best solution for that in terms of efficiency. Right. So, um, so I think it's like finding that middle ground where I, that's another area where Laravel really shined is like, you could just use out of the box Laravel. So obviously you are, you need to know PHP. But besides that, you kind of don't need to know much because like they have the um, packages already that are first part of like setting up authentication and basic profile management and stuff. So you can kind of get in there, get started, get something where you can log in and register and all that without knowing a lot. So if you're super new, it's like, oh, I just ran a few commands and now I can like have the thing that looks mm -hmm. like an app and I can start to yeah. learn. Um, so maybe you're not going to start with Livewire because it's more complicated, right? But you can do a basic app. You don't need Livewire. You can have what's called blade, which is like the templating engine. So you can make basic templates with HTML and tailwind and the basic parts of the baseline stack, yeah. which is of course, bigger than what we needed to learn 15 years ago or whatever. There is just still a little bit more there. I, think. I mean, I always, but, I, I feel like it's um, a trade off both ways. And I think about this, like with my kids a lot too, where, you know, they're, they're, mm. they're growing up in a world where they had iPhones or iPhones existed when they were born, right. you know? And for right. us, it's still like, it's, it's pretty incredible what we can do now, but yeah, it, but to them, like they're going to be growing up in this world and I'm already even seeing it at age seven and nine where it's like, okay, they start their whole worldview from the point that there's an inter internet and there, there are these devices and, and even right. AI, like connected. this stuff is just in their childhood. Like what does that right. enable in terms of creativity and imagination and and like innovation as they, as they grow, as, as this whole generation grows up. And I wonder if, if yeah. on the flip side, there's like, you know, guys with gray beards like us building software and maybe, maybe that's where a lot of the overcomplicated ideas come from is because we, we remember how things used to be built. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a whole like ego element too of like the over you know like everybody wants to carve out their niche and like so then well i'll go build my version of this thing that's a little different and maybe it's not even better right but it, i think it's better which is fine like uh, eventually and some of those things actually are better right and then you tailwind and that's great but like now that there's everybody has a microphone right and there's everybody all this you have your twitter feed and whatever your other feeds out there and it's like i do think there is an element of that and there's also i think you know, the last maybe five or six years, you just had so much money out there of just VC money. Just, I mean, all these frameworks and stuff, so many of these things are just like company that does 
X. Usually it's like some kind of JavaScript hosting thing. Whether uh, I heard you and Aaron whatever. talk about this. This is super interesting. And yeah. They're dumping money into it. And so then they're doing all this design stuff and all these other things. I have nothing to do with the core product at all, but it's just like, we got to spend this money and try to I get never, publicity. And I, it's like, I oh. never really thought of it that way until I heard you and Aaron talking about it on on, on Mostly Technical, your, your new podcast, which I love. Yeah. The, yeah, like a lot of these like major frameworks that are that are that are used every day by by folks like us are just like the reason that they are created maybe it's not this stark but like the reason they are created is these huge vc backed companies have all these extra engineers sitting in seats and they need something to do something to maintain something to put out it's a hundred (laughs) percent A hundred percent. Like that, that's uh, why. I, I, I mean, I, that's the only rational yeah. explanation to me is like, oh, let's reinvent this thing that's already been invented uh, because we have so many extra developers that like maybe it's going to be this slight bit better in some way you care about fine. But like, it just can't be like the efficient use of time. Like you could have also set those devs to making the original thing better. Like you could have been doing pull requests on that and be like, hey, we're going to contribute a bunch of stuff back to React mm-hmm. or to whatever the existing thing exists, right? And they're not doing that. They're like, well, let's reinvent the wheel over here with our new, better, yeah. whatever. Um, and this is a, an area too where I really enjoy about Laravel and Rails is that they aren't in that flywheel, right? It's like they both have products that the founders own that fund the development of the open source projects directly. And there's a they're not then beholden to like, when this company that's just VC funded runs out of money and yeah, now this now the project, project is just yeah. basically dead, right? Or um, or they just pull money from because they're running low on money and they're like, oh, we got to actually build a product that sells. Let's do that instead. Um, so yeah, I think there's like a lot of risk of these things that are new and out there over the past few years that I do. Yeah, I mean, there's risk with everything, of course, but I do feel like that's more sustainable how uh, Rails and Laravel yeah. operate generally and WordPress. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, All right, there, there's so much more we can get into. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to do this again at some point. You're, you're like the king of like random topics that we can just talk all day on, on podcasts <laughs> for. Good stuff, Ian. Well, yeah, great to great to catch up with you and we'll, uh, we'll get these, these things shipped out pretty soon. I'm excited to see. I, I'm going to keep tuning into you about everything that's happening in Laravel land. And one of these days, one of these years, I'm going to pop over there and maybe build something with with Laravel. We'll see. We'll see. Yes, do it. We'll hook you up. Do it. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Bye. That does it for today's episode of Open Threads. What'd you think? Let me know on Twitter or X. I'm at CastJam. And you can find the full videos for all episodes of Open Threads on the YouTube channel for this podcast. That's youtube.com slash open threads. One more thing. I'd really appreciate if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. That helps a lot. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next one.